Almost every physician I've met went into medicine because he or she was called to help their fellow human beings to be healthier and happier and to relieve pain and suffering. This is a noble profession, and you all have my utmost gratitude for the difference you make in this world. All of those wonderful traits may leave you feeling a little disconnected from the notion of collecting money for what you do, or even a bit squeamish about things that seem too businessy. It might even occur for you as mercenary. Welcome to Medical Money Matters, the podcast where you can find experts, answers, and resources so that you can achieve mastery over the financial and business aspects of your practice. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Jill Arena. I began my career in accounting and finance, and I have more than 30 years of experience running medical groups. I own and operate a national healthcare consulting and revenue cycle company, and I am the author of Physician Heal Thy Financial Self. In 2020, I co-founded the Physician Leadership Project, and my passion is to increase financial and business literacy for physicians. Episode 11, Bring Home the Bacon. It's okay to get paid well. For medical practices to increase income, there are several steps to take. My top three favorite ways to increase income in a group are, number one, improve your coding to get paid for what you've done. Number two, add a medical scribe to supercharge your visits. And number three, renegotiate insurance contracts and update credentialing. You'll note that none of those require you to work harder. This is about working smarter and getting paid for everything you do. We will have separate episodes on all three of those because I believe they are all critically important parts of running a medical practice today. Before we do that, I want to talk with you about earning money and valuing your time. Almost every physician I've met went into medicine because he or she was called to help their fellow human beings to be healthier and happier, and to relieve pain and suffering. This is a noble profession, and you all have my utmost gratitude for the difference you make in this world. All of those wonderful traits may leave you feeling a little disconnected from the notion of collecting money for what you do, or even a bit squeamish about things that seem too businessy. It might even occur for you as mercenary. I've heard all of those words from physicians as we've had conversations about money over the years. Money can be an emotionally charged topic for anyone, and when we mix it with something like healthcare that many believe is a human right, it becomes even more charged. That can be the topic for a lengthy philosophical debate, probably best had over some good wine. Philosophy aside, we have business realities, and the fact remains that today's healthcare system in the U.S. is a largely capitalistic one, whether we like it or not. My goal with this podcast is to raise awareness around business issues, including the need to collect money for services, so that medical practices can thrive and you can continue bringing your high-quality care to as many patients as possible. They should all benefit from your excellent care. And, given our healthcare system's structure, they all need to pay for it. In my heart of hearts, I want all physicians to know their value and to feel comfortable being paid for what you do. You've devoted so much of your life's energy to your training and your practice of medicine, and our society values you. 
I want you to value you too. This is especially challenging for female physicians, given our cultural norms, so this message is especially for you. You've worked hard. You have incredible talent, skill, and ability. You have huge value. Own it. Know your worth. If that's challenging for you, benchmark yourself against other physicians or even attorneys. I do this in my consulting practice. I can observe that my corporate counsel, who happens to have the same number of years of experience as I do, bills his clients at nearly $500 per hour. He's pretty smart, and so am I. Should I bill any less? I'd love to see you asking yourself those questions too if you have any hesitation about this. I encourage you to normalize talking about money in the practice. Talk about your policies on how to collect it and what your expectations are of staff. Talk about how and when you'll make exceptions and what your system is for patients who cannot pay. Make a choice about how much Medicaid or charity care you want to provide and set up a system to do that. We'll talk more about payer mix in an upcoming episode, but for now, if you're giving away care by working for little or no reimbursement, I want you to know when and how much. As one of society's highly compensated professionals, be aware of earning differences among the people in your office and don't be callous. Understand that your staff are paid at clerical rates, mostly just a few dollars an hour above minimum wage, and they most likely live check to check. Understand their stressors around money, and while you cannot fix all of them, you can be sensitive to them. Also understand that when you want to give them some incentive compensation, it's always appreciated, and it will be effective at moving the needle on performance. More on that in a future episode. I do encourage you to lean in, understand the business, understand the money part. Don't delegate too much of it out of discomfort or a lack of interest. We've heard in past episodes about the impact of embezzlers, and I don't want any of you to have that experience because you shied away and trusted the wrong person. At the end of the day, money is energy. It's an exchange of value for service. The challenge for all of us in healthcare is that with the introduction of Medicare and other third-party payers back in the 1960s, we've become distanced from our customers, and they've become distanced from the actual cost of their health care. Sadly, many patients have begun to assume that the value of their office visit is simply the $25 copay they're paying, as opposed to the $200 to $500 of actual value. And our system has trained them that if they have to pay a deductible or coinsurance, that it won't be due for a few months following the visit. That's another topic we'll review in an upcoming episode as the market is shifting. If you make more than you need, don't shy away from that and don't minimize your contribution to your patient's well-being by accepting less than you're worth. Fund your retirement and any college savings accounts, then donate some to an organization in your community that is in alignment with your values. Do this with your partners as a business or yourself as an individual or a family. I've seen some groups who have a directed giving committee so that each month the whole team decides where the donations will go. Have fun with this too. Making money that you can mindfully return to the community feels great. 
Regardless of what you do with money you've earned, please value yourself and your years of hard work to get where you are today. It is easy to worry about patients and how they'll even afford their visit, and please rest assured that it is not something to fix by downcoding or writing off balances, which I've seen many physicians do over the years. We recommend that your clinic have a sliding scale for patients who earn below the federal poverty level, and in that way you can recognize earning differentials and adjust pricing in a way that is respectful to you and the patient. Join me for our next episode where we'll dig deeper into how to improve your revenue by renegotiating your insurance contracts. You can find more information online at medicalmoneymatterspodcast.com and you can subscribe to the Medical Money Matters content website for physician leaders to find budget templates and many other tools. We've included those links in the show notes. As I like to close out these podcasts, congratulations on taking the next step in your professional development and for making the commitment to learn about the financial and business aspects of your practice. I look forward to being on this journey with you and send you my heartfelt gratitude for all that you do for your patients all day, every day.